Welcome to our second series of Swirls Got You Covered. Swirl Global is a community of swimmers, advocates, parents, teachers, athletes and much more that focus on bringing inclusion and community to the world of aquatics. We specialise in bringing education, support and resources like sensory swim aids, equipment and hygiene barriers for all swimmers. Welcome to the podcast. From what I understand, swimming is pretty much in your blood. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your connection to the water? Oh, wow. What a question. Thanks for inviting me, guys. I'm really privileged to come and speak to you both today. My connection with the water is pretty deep. It's pretty deep connection. I just love being near water. It really doesn't matter how or when, but I love being near the water. But me being involved with swimming and leisure is really a family connection because my grandparents were very heavily involved with swimming teaching and coaching and setting up and tutoring swimming teachers and officials and setting up um, various things in in the UK and it's really sort of a legacy that they left behind that when I was I didn't do any competitive swimming or anything like that my dad did but I didn't wasn't really by the pool in that sort of way and when I was 13 years old my grandma said to me come to our swim school on a Saturday and you're going to run the sweet shop and I was like okay And then, so that's what I did for a little while. I got paid to run the sweet shop on a Saturday morning. Loved that. And then one day when I was 14, she said, Lynn, bring your swim stuff next week because the swimming teachers need help. So I want you to go in the water and help there. And then I swear, I went in the water to help one of the swimming teachers and I never left teaching swimming. So by the time I was 16, I'd done my swimming teacher qualification and then 18, did my other swimming teacher qualification, chose not to go to university and just taught swimming ended up doing lots of things in leisure which and then expanding and opening swim school and doing really well at that becoming a tutor so that I could train people to be swimming teachers and now just recently I've now been by the STA given my train the tutor status so I now train the tutors to train the swimming teachers to teach the children to swim. <laughs> so it's sort of like working further, further up the scale, I suppose. But everything at the heart of it really is about the connection that I think is, is quite deep-rooted in myself, this draw towards water and the magic of water and just fundamentally that I love teaching people. So whether that be training in further education or teaching in the pool, it all comes back to the same thing and the two things are is the water and the teaching and learning that's taking place and and that's that's me basically that's what I'm all about made up of water and the magic of chlorine and it's and it's beauty powers yeah exactly keeping me young hopefully (laughs) hopefully (laughs) since you do run um workshops and webinars specifically on aquatic games in amongst all the other great work that you do (laughs) yeah it is something it is something that I do so the swim surgery I don't know how but I kind of fell into sort of specializing in aquatic games almost by accident because when I trained as a, a swimming teacher it really wasn't the done thing to play games at that time it was seen almost as sort of lazy swimming teaching and that we should stick to 
the teaching the strokes and all the aquatic skills but things have changed over the years and I've been involved in the leisure industry now for quite a long time longer than I care to say but over that time research into children and how they learn and I actually totally believe this with regards to adults as well when I'm running courses for further education we understand more about how they learn and they really do learn best through playing and why shouldn't that be absolutely integrated into the best playground that I know which is the swimming pool where all those senses come alive the majority of children look forward to their swimming lessons and being in the water and if we have the opportunity then to integrate aquatic games into that amazing playground and then and learn from it and not just learn swimming skills but learn educational skills as well it's just a phenomenal place for gameplay and how gameplay works for how they learn to 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 be at its best you see it every day with the aquatic games and and luckily this is something that's now recognized and it's being embraced more by swim schools and operators and parents and that has all stemmed from schools especially primary and infant schools where they are taught much differently uh, than we were when we went to school we just sat there and sort of were dictated to it's all about the gameplay now it's all about turning everything into a game because it's absolutely proven that it completely changes the wiring in the brain of how a child learns whatever it is whatever the skill is one of the things I remember that you said to me shortly after I finished my swim teacher training with you you said get on the baby and preschool course as soon as you can because it will really really enhance your swim teaching across all ages for anybody who's listening who hasn't done that course would you mind just explaining exactly how that course feeds into swim teaching as a whole and how that play element really blends with it yeah I really love the baby in preschool so I delivered the STA baby in preschool level two qualification and it took me a little while to really realize the benefits of doing that but it was mainly from my learners on courses that were saying oh my god I've become such a better swimming teacher and and me listening to them and being like well okay why are they saying this and then me seeing it in my swim school as well of when they'd go on the baby in preschool and they'd come back to what I would say to teach the normal lessons but I mean the the children the um, the school age children how they changed as a teacher so the STA baby in preschool is very much about is a regulated qualification in the UK for teaching baby and all the way up to preschool in an adult and child setting but it really does dive a little bit deeper into childhood development which is absolutely key so we can understand the individuals in the groups that we're teaching and it really does look at games aquatic games and play and song which I think a lot of swimming teachers can sometimes discount when they get to like the four years plus but in my experience children love songs up until well everyone loves songs it's a music like so important to us as adults as well and this is my argument about games as well as you know I run qualifications all the time and I could just deliver them in a lecture style but my adults that are coming on courses I know what they love is playing the games that I put in there like I've got like a whack-a-mole game 
and all sorts of things, matching games and, and going off and, and doing group activities. So I actually believe that the same with the music, it's relevant to, to all ages. But because the baby and preschool course really looks at games and putting these activities together and, and on my course we I do a lot of like there's some equipment go and make up a new game for me which is basically so I can steal them to be honest with you to put into webinars and then I just <laughs> say they're my own everyone knows that's what I do <laughs> as I do I, I actually say to them on the course I say, guys just so you know whatever game you come up with I need a name for it and um, what age group for and I will be writing it down at some point you might see it in a webinar or in a book that I'm going to write at some point and you will get no credit for it whatsoever I will take all of the credit and they laugh and I go it's okay you laughing but don't say that I didn't warn you because it's exactly what's going to happen I will forget your name but I will remember your game because yeah people if they're given the power to just open their imaginations and um, it's amazing you have swimming teachers there on the baby and preschool and they say what do you mean you've given me four bits of equipment and you want me to come up with a new game on the theme of holidays yes I do there's 15 minutes off you go but I'm not very imaginative and I'm like you'll be surprised go off into your group and start thinking about it and then they come back with this game they've made to this theme which I then steal which is fantastic but the baby and preschool course we do a lot of that on and it introduces a lot because baby and preschool as you guys know is is taught and I don't understand why but it's taught so differently to how we teach in learn to swim and I actually think we need to open our eyes a little bit to more how children learn and changing these lessons in the learn to swim in the school age to being more like the baby in preschool because that is how children learn best with activity after game after game and some songs thrown in and they enjoy it why have we just got them swimming from one side of the pool to the other why, why do I have to go into swim schools and say to a swimming teacher you see you've got this lovely space here with free walls and you're roped off why do you always swim from that side to the other side and then you go and swim back? Have you ever thought about coming down to this wall and going in that direction? Or what about going around in a circle? Or how about instead of them just holding a float and kicking to the other side, put some ducks over there and ask them to go and rescue the ducks? It's exactly the same activity, but just by adding the ducks, it becomes a game. And then the wiring in their brain changes and they learn that skill, which is the kicking skill, better because you simply ask them to go and rescue a duck. And it's so simple because think, people think about games of being big, elaborate games, and I do them as well. But in the simplest form, they are still holding a float with two hands, kicking their legs to the other side. But you've just added the thing that changes everything for a child in how they learn best by you're going to go and rescue a duck. There's the ducks over there. Kick to the ducks put it on your float, turn around and come back again. So the baby in preschool, all the activities that we do in baby preschool are either songs or they're aquatic games. So I find that swimming teachers that come on the baby in preschool, it just opens their eyes to a whole different world. And some of them don't ever go and then teach baby in preschool, but they absolutely then integrate that without me even saying so into their learn to swim into their teaching the school age children which is why you know the same as I said to you Steph it, it's just a fantastic qualification not just because you are then qualified to teach baby in preschool I absolutely fundamentally believe and know that it makes a swimming teacher a better 
more rounded swimming teacher. One of the things that I personally love about the baby in preschool program is that it is completely inclusive. You just meet the children where they are developmentally but it's almost like as soon as we get into school age children we have these other expectations oh you're seven you should be able to do this because you're seven rather than taking a step back and meeting the child exactly where they are. Yeah I totally agree and you know I just I think we've got a long way to go in teaching swimming still a long way to go and you're absolutely right it's about the individuals in the group and like you just so eloquently put about meeting them at the point they are there I also think you know it's not anyone's fault but swimming teachers look at the group and oh they are improvers or they should be this ability and they don't dive deeper into looking at the five six ten individuals in the group and one thing swimming teachers really all need to work on is being able to differentiate between those children and I'm always saying to swimming teachers right so you set your practice and then when you finish that practice you need to ask yourself the question for every single of the individuals in that group are they ready to move on to the next practice because I don't believe that all five children let's say in a group should all be doing the same thing at the same time there's no way they're all the same level at whatever they might be working on so move two of them on, keep do two doing the same thing. Then the next practice, move one on maybe. And then some others might move on to the next bit. And the games can all go into that also. But you're absolutely right. We need, There's still more to do. And I think we've got there in baby and preschool. And I think there's there's just this barrier at the moment almost that we need to knock down and go, well, hang on a minute. It's so inclusive in baby preschool. Why is it not in learn to swim? What? Why are we still looking at it from the same angle, the same perspective that we've always looked at it? Which does produce swimmers, but knowing what we know research-wise now, why have we not looked into that and implemented that more into teaching school-age children? But do you find, Lynn, like, okay, so we, we still do what we're doing and we keep doing it, but we might be producing swimmers, but we're not producing mass amount of swimmers so we're leaving some of those children behind and you know fundamentally from a parent point of view the reason my boys swim is not so they have a perfect stroke at all I I couldn't care a monkeys if they swam 50 meters or whatever what I care about is that if Henry wanders and we all know that autistic children are 160 times greater chance of drowning if he wanders and he falls in a lake or a stream he can get himself out with panicking if Jacob falls into a lake or a pool which he has at the age of two he didn't panic he just sat there and kind of treaded water and I think what makes me cross (laughs) is the fact that we look at it and we go right we've got these stats and we're missing these communities of children and these groups of children that aren't swimming but we're not changing anything because, you know, oh, we've been doing it that way for 50 years. So, you know, what's the difference? Yeah. But if we've been doing it that way for 50 years and we've made not amazing progress. And could you imagine if every child could just learn to to star float, tread some water, oh, exactly. get to the side? I mean, that would just be an amazing goal for society to have. And it's like society then, you know, right, kids get to the age of seven. They shouldn't play games in the water and that. But actually... If we kept that going, we'd probably capture so many more children 
fundamentally even if they're leaving swimming lessons at the age of eight nine because they move on to football at least by then they know they have fun in the water they know that if they get into trouble they know what to do or if they fall into a lake or something when they're out walking they know what to do I agree and I I think if you spoke to the majority if we surveyed the majority of parents and asked them what do you want from the swimming what is the aim why have you booked them into swimming lessons I think the answer would be for them to be able to have and I think swimming teachers would feel this way as well to have a lifelong safe participation in enjoying the water not to produce athletes and and once in a lifetime one's going to come along and you're going to have some that are going to go off to club But the majority of children that are there are there to learn to be safe in the water and to be able to enjoy the magic of water for their life, for the rest of their life in a safe way. And I think funding has has an impact on this. And I don't want to go down a political route here, but, you know, in funding, in sport, it's to produce athletes, it's to produce those top end swimmers, isn't it? But one Mm. of the reasons why I now work with the STA is because fundamental to them as an organisation is the water safety and that's why it's laced into all the badges, it's laced into all the qualifications and to me that has, even though I got into swimming because my grandparents and they produced a Paralympic swimmer and other swim clubs, fundamentally I know what was at the heart of why they did it and it's definitely for my values is about the water safety element one campaign that's been incredibly successful in the UK has been the float to live one and it's such a simple message such a simple message from the RNLI of if you fall into water make this star float shape we need more of that I'm always working with swim schools and leisure centres and operators about doing water safety lessons let's have a water safety week at your leisure centre or swim school where we scrap the normal programme Forget about front crawl, back crawl, breaststroke. And you do a whole lesson for every single one of those children on water safety. At my swim school, they do that every year. And the parents even come over and get involved. So the parents are invited over to come and do a reach and rescue on their child. And I do say to them, if you've got two children swimming at the same time, you need to pick your favourite. Sorry, you do. (laughs) Um, But they come and do a reach and rescue. And, you know, for the most part, the parents have really embraced that and gone, thank you. Thank you for teaching me that very simple skill using that noodle to just be able to reach over and talk to my child because they're pretending and the children think it's great because they're pretending they're in trouble and to show me what to do. We've got to look at it more because we know that everybody's drawn to water. And as you said about with autism, the stats are, are high, really high for incidents and drowning, but also even more so drawn to water to that element of water as Mm. well it's part it's part of the thing isn't it I think we have to look at the fundamentals more of why they're there because as you said most parents are not interested in having a 50 meter swimmer that can do a tumble turn and do a plunge dive they want one that they can go on holiday and in a nice way you know they can allow them to go in the pool go down to the sea they can go with them depend on the age and everything but they want them to be safe and to enjoy it, not to have, as you put it, Rachel, the, the perfect stroke. It's, it's not, I don't think it's the aim. No, and then, you know, we were talking to Nesty Vega the other day and he runs Adaptive Scuba. 
I would love it if my kids learn to swim. Great, they find swimming is amazing. Then they get into kayaking, they get into yeah. scuba, they get into, a f- you know, science. So all those aquatic there's, things that you can so go many, into. Water yeah. polo, synchro, paddle boarding, surfing. <laughs> Just laying in the pool when you go on holiday and chilling. <laughs> all of those things that we gift people by them learning to swim or being confident in the water. But do you know, my absolute favourite thing to tell kids is that astronauts train in swimming pools. Yeah. And so if they really love space, I'm like, you've got to learn how to swim because yeah. astronauts do all their training in the water in the and water. you see their faces light up and you think, right, this is something, this is a target for you. If you learn to swim, that's a skill off your tick list that an astronaut's got and you've got as well. Yeah, definitely. That's a big tick in the box, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, forget about if you want to go diving or you want to go sailing or kayaking or whatever. Do you want to be an astronaut? Let's go do this. <laughs> Start here. Perhaps that's why I do so many space theme activities and games. Maybe that's what I always wanted to be an astronaut when I was younger. That was the only thing that I wanted to do, but not enough to actually do it. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, but I did want to be an astronaut. Maybe that's all part and parcel. You're bringing things together for me tonight. Yeah. I mean, who who doesn't love a, like a cheeky little spacewalk? Let's learn how to bounce off the bottom of the pool. Exactly. It'll be rockets and then that's jumping into the pool and then go and explore. My favourite, favourite things to do in the space theme. I am a bit obsessed with space. Always have been. I know all the constellations, everything going on. Absolute space geek. Is I get a, a big raft out and I've got those space blankets, you know, that you wrap around people when they're cold. So I've got an old one of them and I lay that out and I make a planet. So I put sensory scarfs on it and some of the other things that you put like sinkers and and um, some watering cans and um, some balls different color balls and that's the planet and they go off and do all different activities but they end up meeting when they've done their other activities which they go and explore meeting at the planet that they've discovered because they've been on space journey and i hide a alien that i've made out of a woggle which is like you can make so many cool things out of out of woggles and noodles so yeah, exactly just take the old ones that they've you know chewed to death and all the rest of it and then just cut cut bits off yeah an alien has got pipe cleaners in it and a lit it's got eyes and little goofy and they have to hunt around this planet which is a raft essentially and obviously play with the water and cans and the rest of it while they're doing it to find the alien and then their faces all ages when someone finds the alien and then they kind of like pass the alien around like oh, let me look let me look and it's great because they're just in the water and they're experiencing great fun. And, you know, are we learning front crawl at that point? No, we're not. But we're learning so much, including sharing, passing the alien around and thinking about space. So, you know, it's all part and of the social part of that, isn't it? I mean... oh, massive. And I think we need to be I think we need to think about that now because with COVID, you know everybody has missed out socially and we're going to have a generation coming through that have really missed out on developing social skills which is an important part of childhood development and I think we've got to gift that back to people in the swimming pool to give them the opportunities to be able to interact and socialize and learn those skills and for me an aquatic game there's nothing better than doing that because just swimming up and down that's not going to happen if anyone's listening and they thought that swimming was boring, go back, listen to that again, and get your kids in lessons. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
But for us, with Henry, and I often talk about him because, you know, he's my, my prime case, isn't he? It's the social side of it that he struggles with. You know, he is not a stupid kid. And we always say, you know, you can be as bright as you like in the world, but actually, if you get to 20 or whatever, even if you get to 18, and you can't make friends and you can't socialise in whatever space, you know, sure, you might get some nerdy, nerdy job, but you could... It means nothing, though. (laughs) Yeah, no, but it doesn't. I I remember meeting people that, that, that absolutely loved, that are highly intelligent, but cannot hold a conversation with another person. And if I'm perfectly honest, you know, I'm not stupid, not the most intelligent person in the world, but actually everything I've done in life and things that I've achieved have actually been down to the fact that I could talk to people. Being a good teacher and a good tutor is down to the fact that I can take information and break it down so every individual can understand, hopefully, what I'm trying to say. But everything in life, as you say, comes down to actually being able to socially communicate on lots of different levels. It's the key skill, which is why they say that phrase. People think about it on a more superficial level. But I remember someone saying to me, it's not what you know, it's who you know. But actually, think about that. It's not what you know. It's how you communicate with people, (laughs) how you talk to people and how you listen to people as well and be able to read people. And obviously, some people are better than others, but it's a skill in itself. For me, I think it's the most important skill because there's lots of humans on this planet. I don't know if we've noticed. We've all been locked in our houses. There's actually quite a lot of humans on here and you've got to communicate with them for lots of different reasons. And the pool is the perfect place to do that, particularly if you've got sensory needs that you just can't meet when you're not in the water. So get in the water and practice it. We all need to practice social skills. Go practice it in the pool. Yeah, and absolutely. And, you know, in the pool, I like to think it's almost like we're stripped bare of everything else. And we are literally stripped bare, aren't we, down to our swimming costumes. But we're all, we're kind of quite equal in the pool. It's such an inclusive place. And whether you have an additional need or you're not, you guys know and I know anybody in the pool, they can just come alive once they've overcome fear. And they can communicate in different ways and things like games connect with people on a very basic level. I love water because it physically connects you to another person and that is so powerful. You don't get that when you're just stood with someone in the air. You you don't get physically connected but the water literally physically connects you with the other humans in that swimming pool and then if you throw in an aquatic game where you're all working together or even against each other in a competition that connection just builds it's such a powerful thing and we don't truly understand it all but it's there's something about it that just enables us to be able to do all of those things thank you so much for taking the time to do this with us today lynn we are really really grateful it's okay It's been great. It's good to talk to you guys. Head over and check out www.swirlglobal.com for more information.